You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to a great, fantastic, what's the word, Wednesday. I got some amazing guests in the building. Uh, of course, I get to tap in and, and hear from Brian Callanan about what's going down at Seattle Hall and what he has going on with Seattle Channel. Um, and then I also am going to be tapping in with T-Dub. Takia Ward is in the building, my good sis. We're going to be ta- uh, talking all about Garfield Superblock and what they have going on. An amazing opportunity for artists. I can't wait to dive in with her. And at the end of the show, I get to tap in with my new bro, Jarrell Patterson is in the building from Rich Bag Members. He's going to be telling us all about RBM, what they have going on as a company, and some of the work he's been doing in community. So, of course, I want to invite you to an amazing show. And it's the top of the show, everyone. So it's a perfect time to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, y'all. Thank you for tagging and sharing the stream and, you know, sending this out to folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. I promise y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, anywhere you find your favorite podcast, just search us and you'll find us there. Well, since we have such a jam-packed show, I want to get right into it. Brian wasn't able to be in studio with us today, but as always, he made sure that we are hearing from him on this wonderful Wednesday. Check it out. Hey, Trey, I wanted to make sure that I let you know what was going on on Seattle News Views and Brews tonight at seven o'clock right here on Converge. I'm sorry I'm not able to join you in person, but there's a ton going on with this show. I'm back with my co-host, David Croman, the transportation reporter from the Seattle Times, and we're covering a lot of different ground. Specifically, we're talking about what's happening with the state legislature. It is starting up this year. There's a lot to consider there, including a plan from the governor that I think I mentioned to you earlier, where he's talking about investing $4 billion into housing and homelessness. That could require a ballot measure that voters would have to pass. The legislature has to look at that and see what they're going to do with that. So there's some issues there when it comes to the state legislature, what they're working on there. Also, we've got lawmakers talking about this Blake decision. You might remember back in 2021, the state Supreme Court actually struck down our state's felony drug possession laws. There's some fixes that need to happen with that. There's actually a deadline of July to talk about that. So legislators definitely on the on the on the march towards that issue there. There's another issue when it comes to banning assault weapons. They're talking about that. They're talking about codifying Roe v. Roe v. Wade into the state constitution. So a ton going on there as well. There's another issue locally that the Seattle City Council is talking about this week that I thought was very important. This is something that's going on in the Public Safety and Human Services Committee. They're talking about flooding that has happened in the South Park neighborhood. And this one's really interesting because there is actually still some office, there are some Office of Emergency Management folks from the city of Seattle that are still on the scene in South Park after we had that king tide and all those rains that happened at the end of December, on December 27th. The issue is now, you might have seen the weather forecast, we're expecting some more heavy rains here, not including, not only including this week, but the end 
of this month as well when those tides will be back too. So what the city is doing is trying to put in some temporary things like some berms, sandbags, things of this nature. But they're also looking in the long term about what's going on at South Park because this is something that when you talk about climate change, those um, with ocean levels rising, those waters are going to continue to rise around South Park. So they're looking for something a little bit more permanent there so they can help out the communities that live there. And this is very important because there are a number of communities of color that live there, including the Camara community. And they were deeply affected by this. So the city is trying to figure out a way to make sure that they can offer some sort of environmental equity to that area. Because unfortunately, you might know this one too, Trey. This is an area here in South Park where people have shorter lifespans. They get sicker more often. This happens in the Rainier uh, neighborhood too. So this is something where the city is really trying to take a look at trying to make sure that they're offering some environmental equity uh, really to everybody in Seattle. And they're focusing on South Park to do it. So there's a ton going on on Seattle News, Views and Brews. Those are just two of the topics here, but make sure you check it out at seven o'clock tonight on Converge and Trey. Have a blessed day. Talk to you later. Bye. As always, so great for uh, to hear from you, Brian. Thanks so much for making time in your busy schedule. Make sure you guys do tune in tonight on Seattle News, Views and Brews. Man, Brian, you know, uh, once you get back in the studio, we got to talk all about this because the legislative session is going down, started on Monday and all people are talking about is that $4 billion for homelessness. We'll see how it shapes up as legislative session continues, but thank you so much. Make sure you guys check out Brian and David Croman tonight, uh, 7 p.m. on Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge Media. Well, I get to tap in with my girl, Takia T-Dub Ward. What up, T-Dub? What's going on, Trey? Hey. How you doing? It's been I'm, a minute. No, it's been too long, my friend. <laughs> Look, so we used to, to do you. our Feel Good Friday segment. Man. We would coordinate our outfit didn't even know we was doing right. it. I missed you. How have you been? I've been great. I miss you too. Life is good. I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah, well, you are always so invested in the arts community mm -hmm. uh, right here throughout Seattle and beyond. Tell us a bit about some of the, the work you've been doing in community. I know this Garfield Superblock, it looks like this is really shaping up and it's great to see that it's moving forward. Tell us a bit about it. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, I am one of the art lead coordinators for the Garfield Superblock Project. This is a project that's a legacy project for the Central District area. Um, our, our steward, our leader, Mr. Robert Stevens, has been trying to get this project underway for well over a decade. We are finally getting to the point where things are starting to take shape. Um, I have been, on, again, brought on as art lead coordinator. And so what that looks like is helping to facilitate the art plan, the curation of the art. Um, we are constructing a arts promenade, legacy and promise promenade that will um, extend around the, the circumference of the play field. And that is a really, really big deal. We are bringing together several cultures to represent essentially the settlement of the land that we know as the Central District. So this is a really, really huge project. There's a lot going on. We want to make sure the community is in the know about what's going on with Garfield Superblock. Yeah, you know, I think so many of us have known Garfield to be just that space, you know, growing up in the CD. Mm -hmm. That was where, you know, the CD Panthers and, you know, CAY, we saw lots of people utilizing the park. Mm -hmm. I know for me, uh, when they first put the playground there, uh, I was there like yes. all the time. Yeah. It was just just the space, you know, we had the Teen Life Center um, before we even had the community center. So, right. so many of us really grew up in this space. And yeah. even if we are not living in Seattle or the Central District right now, you know, 
a lot of folks still kind of come to that space. It's exactly. still a place to congregate. Um, and I'm so glad to know that, you know, cultures will be represented yes. throughout this artwork. Yeah. Um, you guys have really been moving this forward and keeping community in the know as best you can. Definitely. You know, it's one of those kind of um, specialty projects because although it is community driven, it will not be community owned because it's a park, right? right. Owned by Seattle Parks. Exactly. So it, it has some unique qualities and characteristics there. What are some of the things that you're really excited about in terms of of your contribution to Garfield Superblock? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing um, to know is that this is a two-part project. So essentially there will be, like I said, an arts promenade, which features um, artistic sculptural works from several, several cultures that settled the land of the Central District. The other part of it is also renovation and restoration of the public areas around the play field. So we have Site Workshop, which is our landscape architect, who is bringing um, amazingly great new things to the area around the play field, including a new playground. We have a new comfort station that'll be going in and a bunch of other really great things, which will allow people of all walks of life, of all ages, to really enjoy the full scope of that area and of that park. Um, again, the other part of it, of course, is the arts promenade. And you know, the cultural aspect of this project, I think is really the most important thing is because we are bringing back several cultures who, again, are responsible for the settlement of the land. And when we talk about that, we're talking about the time period between 1850 and 1970, mm -hmm. you know, when the city became what it was. You know, obviously the Black community is a huge part of the Central District, but there are other communities as well, the Jewish, the Italian, um, Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, Native American, of course. Um, so we're trying to bring all of those people together to really speak to the truth and the history of that land. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Well, you know, you and I have talked uh, many times about about uh, cultural representation through artwork. Mm -hmm. And we understand that e every artist in terms of their background, there's a lot of folks that really infuse their own culture and history and tradition into their art form, For right? Sure. And so it's gonna be really interesting to see these artworks take shape because yes. you guys are diving directly into these communities mm -hmm. and artists within those communities to say, look, this is a time to really allow your culture and your tradition right. to shine because yes. this is also going to be a space where people can walk through and learn, right? Exactly. Learn that story exactly. of all of these ethnic cultures that have really settled um, the central district to be what it is today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's such a, um, I think it's such a, a promising, even though promise is in there, but yeah. it's such a promising project to reflect tradition and mm -hmm. culture. And it's necessary because Absolutely. we keep seeing so much of it get wiped away right. in terms of gentrification and all these other things. And we don't have enough opportunities for that uh, history and those ethnicities to be reflected in space. Exactly. Uh, but you guys are also embarking on a way to really bring new artists into this. Tell mm -hmm. us a bit about uh, this new venture yes. that Garfield Superblock is, is doing for, you know, artists to come in and participate. For sure. So one of the things that one of the ways in which we are trying to bring in new culture, new creativity, new talent to this project is um, our Garfield Superblock Academy that will be happening this month, January 21st and 28th. It is a two day intensive um, featuring panelists and professionals from all over the art sector. And they will be telling you the, the, the how to's of how to prepare to engage in public art in the city. We have presenters from fabricators, people who have experienced the process of grant writing a proposal, um, you name it. And so it's really going to be a great opportunity for artists of all walks of life, of all talents, of all disciplines to come and hear and learn and be a part of this project. Um, we have a, a 
a sign-up sheet that is available now on our website, garfosilverblock.org. Um, sign-up ends January 16th, which is next Monday. So make sure that if you are interested in this project, please make sure that you apply for this opportunity of the Academy. It's going to be a great learning experience. And um, we are very much looking forward to bringing that art to, to the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, this is really necessary to T-Dub. I mean, you've experienced kind of, I won't call them hardships, but it doesn't mean it's not easy to, to not go after some of these public work contracts, yeah. right? And yeah. ultimately, you know, one of the good things is, is once you do one, people start to know who you are, exactly. like, right? It doesn't matter how big or small the the, the project is. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's about your integrity really shining through and then Real. your specific art eye, your creative uh, vision right. really coming through. And that is what gets people to go, okay, wait a minute. We saw, we saw you do this thing over here. I think we need, you know, that kind of creative eye over here. You've really experienced that. Definitely. But there's never, it never seems like there was like this kind of academy or boot camp even uh, for people to understand the ins and outs of this. And when you think about this from your artist perspective, Mm -hmm. what are some of the top things that you're like, hey, yo, if I could have done this early on in my creative career, you know, it would have helped me, you know, with some of these challenges maybe or obstacles that you may have faced throughout that process. What are some of those top things for you as you think about how this academy is shaping up. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest things is turning your ideas from an idea into something that's tangible and translatable to different people. Obviously, being an artist, being a creative, you have these moments of of enlightenment where you have an idea about a thing. But in order to explain that to somebody who is in a position of power to make that thing come to life. Um, It takes a certain language and it takes a certain understanding. Um, The jargon of art and especially in the industry is very different than just speaking about an idea, right? So learning about those types of things is what one of the aspects of of our academy um, and also being able to, again, present professionally in a way that people can understand and really be able to translate your ideas is also very important. Um, Understanding budgeting is also a huge part of it. You know what I mean? because you have to think about yourself and your needs and your requirements with resource when it comes to just living your everyday life. And then there's also the aspects of fabrication, uh, you know, all of those other parts of making an art thing come to life that um, really require a, a different amount of resource. And so understanding that as well is definitely very important. And again, you will learn all of this and more at the Garfield Superblock Academy, January 21st and 28th. Wow. And so I got to say, this is for me, I, I'm so uh, glad to hear that Garfield Superblock is like, you know what, let's also take a step further mm-hmm. and really showcase to people what this looks like. That doesn't seem to be in the scope of redesigning the park, but really? it was so it's so necessary yes. in community. And I really appreciate that you're a part of it because you're known around these parts in the art For world. Sure. Like people are like, man, TW, you do the big projects. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to know that you're like, no, look, I'm telling you, this is where you're going to learn the ins and outs of that. For sure. And honestly, I, I didn't. I, maybe they've done something like this before, y'all. So don't quote me on this, but it just feels like that. This is a first of its kind to say, let's yeah. bring in the experts. Let's really hammer it out for everyone. Definitely. so that they understand the A to Z, which is so important. One thing I want to uh, say before I let you go, mm-hmm. we talked about this a while back about artists and creative people in general being able to uh, understand their worth, their yes. value, yes. right? And how to put a price tag on these kinds of opportunities. And so I love that this is happening mm-hmm. because it's necessary. Oftentimes in the creative world, you're just, you care about the, the outward vision, right? Right. 
And you have to understand all these other steps in order to get there. So For one sure. more time, T-Dub, look right there. Let them know how they apply. What's the website? Give them all the deets. Definitely. Again, thank you again, Trey, for having me on the show. The Garfield Superblock Project is underway right now. We want to make sure the community knows everything that they can about this project. Please visit our website, GarfieldSuperblock.org, for Garfield um, GSB Academy, as well as other updates with regard to the project as far as budget and uh, fundraising. That we just also, you know, we have a lot going on. We're about 50 percent um, as far as um, getting to our goal of having the design completed for this project. So make sure you get all that information at our website. We will also be at the Martin Luther King Day rally tabling there. So make sure you come see us in person and learn all about what we got going on at Garfield. There it is. T-Dub, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Let's not be too long next time. No, I know it's been too long. Yeah, I'm ready for art updates, what's going on in the city, all of that. You're you're always welcome here, of course. You know it's your home. Appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. After this short break, I get a chance to check in with Jarrell Patterson from Rich Bag Members. RBM is in the building, and I'm going to talk to him about all that he's doing in his business, but also all he's doing in community. Stay tuned right after this, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Prosperity in Black America. What will this require? Is Black business prospering? Are we reaching women and minority-owned businesses? How do we achieve earning parity for wealth for our families? Do our children really have access to education? Will our families have choices for our children? Prison pipelines, mass incarceration, tearing our families apart. A healthcare system not accessible to the masses, the disproportionate termination of Black women from corporate America. When will we actually begin to address what's really at play? How do Black people gain more power to help make these changes? This requires a lot of political will and courage. I'm that provocateur of change. I am Cindy Bright. Welcome to Heartbeat. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME, and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is Jarrell Patterson from Ridgeback Members. RBM, what up? RBM, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, I'm great. You know, I know that uh, you've been to the Black Media Matter studios before, but for my audience or those who may not know, tell them what RBM is all about. RBM, Ridgeback Members. So, you know, we're a collective of uh, four individuals who came together um, and put our individual businesses together. So it's a collaboration. Um, it's my my business, Rich Regionaire, which is a life life coach, transform, transformative thinking. Um, we have Bag, D Blacks, merchandise, and then you have uh, Sosa, which is members only, which I'm wearing now. Um, and you know he's he's merchandise. He's merchandise as far as financial literacy. And so we want to come together and really see how we put put our brands together and our collective energies and resource together under one house and like rewrite the narrative, show them that you know black men can get together, be successful and work together with no egos and really provide value. And also, you know, uh, all pro go, I so, say, you know, our musical genius, uh, creative director, you know, we all just want to put our collective brain power under one, one roof 
and really funnel it to lift the tide. Well, I'll tell you this much. It is an example that y'all are setting that is so inspiring. It is beyond, uh, you know, we, we see so much competition when it comes to businesses and we need more collaboration. So I'm so grateful that y'all exist and that y'all said, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to be front facing about it in our communities. You know, I've been able to experience you being very intentional and dedicated to community service. So it's almost like you really lead with love. I want to talk to you a bit about, you know, how you stay plugged in and connected to communities because you're doing events, you're, you know, providing resources, you got turkey dinners, you're just, (laughs) I mean, just all the things like tell us a bit about that importance in terms of that service model to community. I mean, it was uh, really just my mindset in life. You know, I have a a mindset of adding value and enriching every space I come into. Um, You know, I lived a lot of early part of my life opposite of that, you know, taking value. And so when I made the mind shift, you know, I just dive in full force. And, you know, I'm of the community and I'm a resource for the community. And so whatever that, you know, I can add. It's just really my life mission is to come in there and add. So, you know, like the community I'm from, I'm a product of the community. Yeah. You know, I, I learned all, all my lessons there, you know, spread this, the central district where I grew up at. So, you know, it, it means something. It's near and dear. When I come in and um, provide those resources, me and the team, it's something that we all lacked at one time. You know, I know how it feels, you know, to be without a turkey dinner. I know how it feels to be without a Christmas. You know, I know how it feels not to be the cool guy. So, you know, um, my thing just personally is to just come in and, you know, show that everybody you know, can be cool, show that um, there's a resource that if, you know, you can't get it on your own, that there's people out here that don't mind blessing forward and uh, using their resources to make them everybody's. Yeah. And, you know, that for me is something I just appreciate about being plugged in within community and, you know, really showcasing that for my sons because then they get to see it and they get to see a black man like yourself who's like, look, I'm from here. I'm giving back and I'm happy to give back. Right. I'm doing it with joy. I'm doing it with pleasure and, you know, and having grace for my people, connecting with people where they are. You know, when we think about um, servicing our community, it can't be one one sided. Right. It can't be one way. It's not a blanketed statement. Um, You have to customize it for the audience you're looking to serve. And I think, too, when you talk about being a part of that community, you know how to do that properly. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. You know, I'm a strong believer in showing up as yourself, your authentic self. And I mean, I think that's something that we lack in today's culture, um, especially, you know, in our community, young black men. And so, like, I I just like to show that, hey, listen, I was once like those young black men. You know, I, I was literally them on the corner. And so, you know, I resonate with them. You know, nobody, we're only going to be as best, as good as all of us, Mm -hmm. you know, not just the best of us, you know, and not the worst of us, but all of us. And so, you know, showing that as a guy that comes from around that way, who, you know, who walk to walk, talk to talk, look to look, you know, I show them that it meant anything's possible, that your start, you know, where you start today is not where you're going to finish tomorrow and just embodying that. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so important too that folks that uh, come from that exact background are there to really speak to to young cats right now that are that are finding themselves in that predicament. And that really leads me to what you're doing right now with the covenant. I mean, I've just seen you step up. So I mean, like I am holding back my emotion because I'm so overwhelmed and inspired at how you just came through and just showed up in that space. Tell us a bit about, you know, obviously losing deep pick, I think was just heavy for all of us. And it sparked something in so many of us to do something about it. Tell us a bit about how you You've been connecting in the, the covenant space and bringing your love of community into that space. 
Um, yeah, I'm like, you know, just to talk about deep pick, you know, long live, you know, the GOAT. You know, that was um, not only my brother, you know, my friend, my family member. I mean, my, my motivator, my inspiration. I mean, as he was, the motiv- you know, all, a lot of us. Um, and so, you know, with the covenant, when I heard what it was about, you know, you know, we coming together to solve gun violence, you know, rallying around deep pick and all the uh, the great things he left us with. Um, I felt just to, you know, continue in that space. I mean, you know, it's a lot of things that me and him, you know, that's what we are naturally, you know, me and him, you know, we had many of these conversations just on our on our lonely. So I felt that um, the university, you know, God may put it in, put it in front of me to just say, hey, listen you know, come serve. And so that's what I did. I just come and showed up and just, like I said, come as myself and I, I come to add value. So when I come, I, you know, I'm not coming to play, you know, I'm, I'm going to come give my all. Well, I, I've been able to witness this. And, and for those of you, I mean, you, you've heard me talk about it this week because, you know, this is a, a big opportunity for community to participate, for all of us to unite um, and really raise our collective consciousness. And y'all will hear me say this over and over again, as we look at how to disrupt gun violence. So much of it is that we have to take on the ownership of changing our mindset in community. And you've just, this is voluntary here every Thursday we're meeting and you just every time you're coming you are coming as your authentic self and you're always providing value to get us to be thinking as a collective when we talk about really approaching these young brothers and sisters that find themselves out here in that predicament how do we connect with them right and you really bring that through yeah I mean I think that's the biggest thing is connection I think we um sometimes you know, as the humans, you know, we tend to overthink a lot of things. And I mean, the first thing is connection, right? Like if we don't know what brings people to their present day, you know, if we don't understand and get a connection and understand who they are and, you know, how they think and what they value, you know, we never truly can get to know them. And without knowing them, we don't know how to be there for them, how to provide value. Yeah, we can have an idea of what we think from our perspective, but, you know, that's a very flawed way to think. And so, you know, when you come and just want to connect, I want to connect with those young guys. Like I said, for me, instantly, for me, I know what those young guys are going through. I was once those young guys. So when I come, it's just about connecting and seeing their story and seeing where they're coming from and their perspective. And I think if, as a community, we do more of that. You know, we do more of just connecting. And then the, 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 the solutions will come. They'll yeah. come naturally because you'll be able to have that authentic relationship with somebody like you know if i come up and just tell you trey all the things you're doing wrong yeah. i don't even know you know i don't even know you right. i don't have no rapport with you i haven't ever asked how your day is what you're going through you know that's a very very way for you to get defensive and you do, you're not going to be receptive to anything i'm saying and it's the same thing when we approach these young these young people right you know we want to get to know what brings them to these corners what makes them feel that the choices they're making are the choices that they feel are best for them mm-hmm. and once we understand that we can tailor made our approach yeah and you know that for me is exactly why when we when we said okay what could we do and we came up with you know what let's really advance a community covenant let's really advance a set of principles that allow us to have a foundation for how we even approach those kind of conversations it starts with building relationship and then we have to have something that everybody can unify around. That's really what I think the covenant represents is everybody being able to say, you know what? 
yeah, that is how we need to be moving in, in our community. And you, of course, have brought, you know, the fashion expertise to this group. I mean, when we think about, you know, how fashion really plays a role in culture, particularly in black communities globally, and we see it influencing American culture, global culture, sure. um, when it comes to fashion sense, a lot of us, we wear our messages on our clothing. We wear who we are uh, through the, the clothing we we buy through the messaging that's on there. And so I love what you have done. Uh, just tell us a bit about, you know, your, your thought process around uh, these hoodies we're going to be wearing on Monday. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, once it's like I said, that connection, you know, I, I like, once again, back to what I say, I like to show up as my authentic self. And so the hoodies were a design of how we're going to show up as a covenant, as a community. And, you know, we all like to get stylish. I mean, come on, Trey, you, <laughs> come on, you, you know, slouch in the style, you know? And so, you know, that's important to us. You know, you want to look good because you want to feel good. You know, you want to feel good. You want to talk good. You don't want to think good. So um, with the covenant, I just want to make sure that, you know, when we put it on, we made a statement. We made a statement. You know, we put the we put the hoodies on. We feel good. But also, you know, it resonates. You see, you know, we're drippy. Yeah. You know, it's important. It's important to show up, you know, of how you want to project yourself. Yeah. And uh, I agree 100 percent. I'm so glad that we as a collective said, you know, we're going to take it to a base level here and we're going to show up in a way that's uh, empowering and impactful just by all of us having the same, you know, hoodie on. And that's a part of it because people will be like, what, what? So I'm so excited that you were able to really move forward with that. You've been our leader in that way and really bringing your expertise and your authentic self to this realm. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, of course, um, you know, people are going to be able to join us. Let them know uh, the, the website. How do they sign up? Just let them know what's good. So uh, for the covenant, you know, www.covenant.com. That's where you can sign up to be ambassador, ambassador for the covenant. We're going to meet at the Martin Luther King rally on the 16th at Garfield. Please come be a part of that. Um, you can check uh, Rich Bag members out, www.richbagmember.com. You know, we have a drop. We have a merch drop coming up uh, next month. Crazy, crazy. You know, I'm sure get you get you, you your pack it. right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, big things. This year is all about collaborations, you know, for um, myself and the team. I um, mean, I believe that's just the thing we're trying to show the community is like you touched on it before collaboration is important. Like it's imperative that we look at each other as collabor collaboratory. You know, yeah. I want to complete you. I don't want to compete against you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not against anybody. N none of us should be against each other because we're all of each other. We're all a community. So understanding the importance of collaborating. And so that's the whole message that, you know, me and the company that we're setting out for this year. Well, y'all are doing a great job of it, my brother. Thank you so much for making time and your busy schedule to join me this morning. Uh, yeah, this is it, this is really I'm, I'm just so grateful to be building a relationship with you authentically as ourselves and also as a collective. So thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for reaching out. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for black media. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're out here. <laughs> all right, you guys, I get to wrap up all of this amazing wonderfulness on this Wednesday right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back black love when we met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple 
for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great episode today. I want to thank all of you for staying tuned with us. And of course, I want to thank my guest, uh, Brian Callanan, for giving us a great update. Make sure you check him out tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge Media at 7 p.m. Also, huge shout out to my girl, Takia T. Dub Ward, doing big things with Garfield Superblock. Make sure y'all check out GarfieldSuperblock.org. Sign your young artists up if you're a new artist who's uh you know not young it's all good if you are looking to understand the fundamentals of public artworks and how you can participate how you can go after these amazing opportunities please sign up for the garfield superblock uh art academy uh make sure you guys check that out and and uh as she said they will be there on mlk day on monday with their booth with more information if you want to connect with someone the deadline is Monday. So get those applications in now for their academy. These intensive two days are going to be so impactful for you as an artist, as you think about maybe taking your artistry to the next level and and making sure that the city um, is benefiting from your amazing talent. So please uh, check that out. Also, uh, make sure you guys tap in with my guy, Jarrell Patterson, Ridgebag members, ridgebagmembers.com. He said they're going to have some a new exclusive drip dropping real soon. So you guys want to make sure you guys tune in and tap in with him there. And if you're looking to become an ambassador of the covenant, it means that you are willing to be an example of living these principles, these we statements that you can see right there on the website, the-covenant.org. Check it out. Um, Sign up to be an ambassador. Show us that you did sign up as an ambassador on Monday and get a free hoodie. Or you can sign up right there with us and we'll make sure you get that hoodie until supplies last. We want to we want to make a statement with all of you being a part of this. This is not just for one particular subset of community. It's for all of us to really uh, engage with each other, unite with each other and uplift each other and protect each other. So please, you know, tap in there as well. For me, of course, I was inspired by T-Dub and Jarrell being right here. And I'm always every Wednesday inspired by Brian Callanan for doing their part, right? If all of us are doing our part, we make the world a better place. Be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution and for me until tomorrow at 11 a.m y'all <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.